0: Welcome to Suffering from Mediocrity, your source of average, some would say forgettable content with your hosts, Matt,
1: Pat, and I'm Nick. Let's get into it.
0: Well,
2: you a new
0: I know we're not specifically a movie talk podcast, but I think this episode we got a lot we want to talk about specifically um have you guys seen
1: the new top gun just came out no i haven't
2: so nick is kind of a slacker um and has not gone to see the new movies but
1: i I saw top gun
2: (laughs) last weekend i'm really huge top gun fan probably one of my favorite movies of all time and uh i honestly really loved it matt
0: nick have you you've seen the first one haven't you nick oh yeah who sure uh what what is your opinion of the first one?
1: Cuz it's I mean it's like quintessential 80s, you know. It's it's just a great great 80s movie. I mean, the montage and all and everything, just the sequences and everything makes it super, you know, just the uh, smash cuts and everything. I I love the original S- Top Gun, but I've not seen the new one yet.
0: T- to me, uh I I thought I enjoyed the first Top Gun. Uh, for everyone that doesn't know, on the podcast, the three of us met in college, and Pat showed me Top Gun, and he told me it was his favorite movie ever, and I was psyched to watch it because he you know, told me that. And uh, I enjoyed it. I didn't maybe like it as much as him, but I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a fun movie. I thought the soundtrack was great. I thought the actors were, they all na- nailed their roles. Who doesn't like Val Kilmer, Tom Cruise, you know? Um, I right. was worried. I don't know about you, Pat, with you being a super fan. I was worried when they announced Top Gun.
2: Uh, so, dude, when they announced Top Gun, I was like, eh, 30, what, at that point, I guess it was like 34, or 35 years later, because when did they film that? Mm-hmm. At least a couple years ago. Yeah. I was, uh, I didn't want that to happen. <laughs> uh, I mean, part of me was like, oh, man, Top Gun. But the other yeah. part of me was like, oh, they're going to they're gonna mess it up bad. Because I mean, like, when you think about sequels, um, I think you can count the amount of good sequels on one hand, like, what? Terminator Judgment Day.
0: Oh my
1: god Empire. Talk, yeah. Empire Strikes Empire. Back. Godfather what else? Part Two. Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: But you know, aside from like Rocky uh, Two Really?
0: Yeah, okay. Rocky three.
2: Okay. Rocky Four. Se- oh. we're, we're
0: not considering sequels of sequels here, Matt. But <laughs> I
1: think there's a fifth Rocky there too. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, we
0: don't we don't count that one. All right. Just just what was that one, Creed. No, it goes no. four
1: and Balboa. yeah There Balboa. you go.
0: Don't know why they skipped the five. Makes no yeah. sense to me. <laughs> Um, but but anyway, you know, most
2: of them are just bad and, mm -hmm. you know, I, what I really hate about them is they tend to be really like big throwbacks to the original. And I think that Top Gun did a really good job of not being like a rehash of the one or the original from what? 86.
0: And that's the worry. Uh, the, the problem, it seems to me with modern movies in general is we're caught in this loop of everything has to be a cash grab. I mean, how, how many times have you seen a reboot or like, like I'm just gonna stick with reboot just of anything that has turned out to be better than the original. And, and I'm mostly calling out Disney on this one where they have to constantly come out with the lion King and better graphics. I don't know about you guys, but that was just like, really, do we, Right. I mean, they tell the same story of the Lion King.
1: Yeah, they kind of did that with. Go ahead, Nick. Oh no, i was just then they're just that's what Disney's doing big time. I mean, they're taking their huge vault of classic animated movies, you know, that dates all the way back to like Snow White, like 1939. You know, like mm-hmm. just making them live action, and it's like they're not that much better, really. I mean, the acting isn't anything. They're not much better. It's just it's just an idea to not necessarily be a remake but technically be a remake and they're making money off it you know lion king made a billion dollars it's like geez. yeah I,
2: I saw it on like one of the highest grossing movies of all time lists yeah. and i was like Wait, what the new lion king yes one? yes no. i'm not kidding it's up there it's like on the top 10 i think top oh my five Oh gosh i'm not kidding
1: yeah let me let me see oh, actually yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, somebody looked that up. Yeah, pull Nick, look that up. yeah, Nick, look that up.
1: Yeah, yeah. Hey, Jamie, pull that up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let me get, let me get that. <laughs> um, but um, but dude, really, and, you know,
2: on on Lion King. Sorry, we're gonna take a little sidetrack here. They replaced Jeremy Irons, in, who was it? Um, Mufasa's voice.
0: They kept Mufasa.
2: James Earl Jones. Did James Earl he? Jones. They kept him. Okay. Okay. Wait. They replaced Simba though.
0: Yeah, Matthew Broderick. He he did yeah. the original. Honestly, he was a good Simba. Uh who did it? Donald Glover? I yeah, think Donald did Glover the did new Simba. Simba Simba Simba.
2: Yeah. When you British. So Simba. Uh,
1: Lion King uh it is the number 8 highest grossing film of all. Uh to use top 10,
0: just go from 10 on up.
1: Um so oh t- Yeah. So number 10 uh this actually could be a little fun. We we will get back to Top Gun, but uh Yeah. <laughs> Guess hopefully <laughs> just just take a guess at number ten. Oh
2: my gosh, I have no. I know. Idea. Okay, so I've seen this list. I know a lot of them are newer movies.
1: I look at this list all the time. I don't know why, but, <laughs> but I want to uh, say
2: some of the new Star Wars movies are on that list, which is just bullshit. Yeah. Oh, Marvel me.
0: is definitely near the top. Oh yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, yeah. Mar-
1: Marvel, Marvel takes a few spots, but I'll just uh Furious Seven is number <laughs> Dear ten. Lord. I, I can see that. I and can see that though. I, I forget because they've all run together now. Was that? Was that Paul Walker's um, last Paul movie? Paul Walker's. That was his last one. Ooh. Yeah, I didn't know. So six he so was.
2: the data there skewed, if you ask me. That's the reason it's up on that list. Yeah, and
0: because I remember I used yeah. to enjoy the Fast and Furious movies as like oh, yeah. a fan. Just I used to think they were just fun. And when yeah, Paul Walker okay. died, I remember me and my buddies in high school were all like, "Yeah, we've got to see Furious Seven. We've got to see it." Yeah, see Paul Walker. I, I remember movie.
1: that vividly in theaters. I thought it was great. I mean, I loved it.
0: <clears throat> yeah but, so paul walker's death 100 contributed to that being top 10 oh, yeah, i believe for yeah. sure <clears throat>
1: uh no, number nine, no denying it. <clears throat> number nine is the avengers uh oh, still oh, yeah. it's pretty crazy it's 10 years one, old right and one. yeah the first one and then uh number eight was lion king uh number wow. seven is uh, jurassic world the uh, first one of the really i guess that makes sense, which i loved know. i thoroughly enjoyed it even though it was almost exactly like jurassic park one you know but we got to see the park realize, which was cool. Um, So I really liked Jurassic World. The second one was okay. And I haven't seen the third one yet, but. I've heard the third one's
0: be really bad bad ratings. Yeah, I've heard bad. I
1: I don't agree Uh, with critics though. And I don't even agree with people. (laughs) I I tend to agree with people more than critics, but.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, anyway, uh, sorry. uh, That was seven. Yeah. Number six is No Way Home. And it's funny, they're at 1.9 billion. And they're doing that re-release with some extra footage to just try. Ooh. They're trying to crack two billion. So, <laughs> and then is that five, the
2: the new Spider-Man? No yeah. way. Yeah, Tobey okay, Maguire yeah.
1: and Andrew Garfield. Yeah, that's what I thought. Five is uh, Inve- Avengers: Infinity War, and okay. uh, the top five are that. all two two billion earners as well. Uh, number four <laughs> is Star Wars: The Force Awakens, so Episode Seven. Okay. Um, you know that was massive, uh, and then yeah, the reboot of a so franchise. Funny. Number three is Titanic still to this day. Which is wild.
2: Oh, is Avatar on here still? Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, number... you
0: I mean, I got to just say real quick, as we get to... I know we all know Avatar is coming up. Can we mm-hmm. just acknowledge how incredible it is that older movies like Titanic and Avatar were able to dominate mm-hmm. like that and still be yes. top contender today? Well, I would I,
1: just... I... I I could do a whole hour of shitting on Avatar, but I'll refrain myself. Um, But with Titanic, I I think I think (laughs) Papyrus. No, um, I think Titanic. uh, I think for some reason the home box office sales for Titanic were massive, and I think that's into this worldwide gross. I want to say I don't know why, Hmm. um, but I could be remember hearing something about that being like a huge home box office sale. But, uh, so I'm yeah, not going to lie
2: to you guys. I may or may not have contributed to that in the last, like, year.
1: <laughs> what, you, like, bought Titanic?
2: <laughs> yeah. I and then they promptly movie. put it on Netflix, so.
1: yeah, I, It's a great movie. I, I mean, I love that movie. I, yeah, I, nice. I think Excellent. I
0: didn't want to like it before I saw it because I, I'm going to quote Honest Trailers here because I saw the Honest Trailers before I saw the, the movie, you know, and the, the line he says in Honest Trailers of, like, in a story that captivated millions of people. <laughs> with these heartbreaking stories comes this fake one, you know, that they just, <laughs> <That> <laughs> and it kind of just brought it home for me. I'm like, yeah, that's kind of dirt. But I will say around the halfway point when the ship sinking, spoiler alert, the ship sinks, um, whenever oh it God, does, are you kidding me? Sink, I know. Right. Whenever it does start sinking, I, I think that's prime cinema. I I think it's great. Just. Oh well yeah, done. dude. I, right, so I which hour of
2: sinking thing. was your favorite one, two or four? <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: <really. laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, uh, I, I love, I, I really do. I think the graphics hold up honestly, like you know the CG and everything. I mean, it's we're talking ninety. What was it, 97? Yeah, ninety-seven? Yeah, ninety-seven. Yeah, ninety-seven. I think the graphics still hold up big time. I think the last time I watched it was a couple years ago. Um, I love, I love that movie. Honestly, I mean, it's, yeah, it's so, good. I
0: mean, what number is Titanic? It was two, right? Three. Oh,
1: three. three. And then uh, Avengers Endgame. I was number two it had the one spot but yeah i'm
0: a little frustrated there's no lord of the rings on here yet that seriously
1: i don't think there's gonna
2: be sadly despite their 11 oscars
1: (laughs) yeah really how did
0: return of the king not just kill at the box office
1: see it did i sure it it did yeah it just like maybe because at the time i mean I don't know. I mean, I think it was also Christmas releases. I think all three of those were like December they were on December. Releases, yeah. They? Now Avatar was as well, so it doesn't really mesh. But Avatar, there's a whole reason. There's a whole reason Avatar made the money it did. I mean, mm. the three D, it's three D alone is the reason yeah. it went insane. I mean, if that was released four years later, it would not have done what it did. I mean, it's not. Still... It's not the coolest movie ever it's not the i mean it is a beautiful looking movie but i've still, never I seen mean, it oh you've never seen it. okay then you're good Don't. don't never seen it. avatar but anyway
2: <laughs> you're not missing anything like I, uh, honestly I avatar is the most overrated film well, of like, like the said, last hundred years
0: it, it was groundbreaking though when it came no out. it wasn't
2: dude it was a bunch it, of freaking aliens that Run around no, I'm not talking about the story. I'm talking about the other.
1: CGI. No one has okay, ever seen CGI-like that, of Yeah, nothing about the plot or anything like that. No. I've seen a lot of movies. I mean, literally, like, the South Park episode, they... <laughs> <Like> Avatar... <laughs> I was going to bring that up. Yeah, they stole the, the Smurfs movie. From, uh, what was it? Dances with Wolves, right?
0: Dances with Wolves, yeah, but with yeah. Smurfs, is what they joked about.
1: Yeah. Oh. Because Avatar's plot I didn't is even exactly... Think of that. The, yeah, it's exactly the same. Like, um, mm-hmm. And that's why South Park made fun of it. Uh, because yeah. they stole the plot, you
2: know. Um, now that I'm thinking of it, it literally is the same movie yeah, with blue yeah. people.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, I we're what's we're, above? we're falling down the, the hole. I just have to say, unobtainium. Are you shitting me? Are you shitting me? That is the name. They're like, what's the mineral <laughs> on this planet that we is really expensive? I don't know. It's hard what's to get. That name? Would you say it's unobtainable? Yeah, unobtainium. <laughs> It's
0: like, okay, no. <laughs> oh, no, that can't be real. Hard,
1: hard oh. to gettable. Hard to gettable. Let's put hard some to of that... yeah. So uh, wait.
2: Undemindable.
0: Uh, yeah, so right. uh, Avatar's number two. Is that what I'm hearing?
2: Real quick, Matt, before no, we move one. on to number one. Oh, it was number one.
0: Okay. Well, oh, okay. And okay, end game, so...
1: game took it over, and then Avatar had a re-release just to get no, it, it, it over again.
2: <laughs> so, you know, what you just talked about was like, you know, the reason Avatar did so well is because it was kind of brown uh, groundbreaking. Is like on in that sense of things, given it's like a very mediocre story and the CGI is really the only thing that put it up where well, it yeah. is. I think With everyone, the second one coming about... out here in the next, what, couple years? Next couple mm. years, I bet it flops or well, well, or it does really well because of the first one. But what I bet it's a what, terrible movie that nobody's really gonna care about.
0: CGI has reached its peak, really. There, it's there, ever been Marvel has been killing it.
1: Have you not seen the yeah. trailer for it?
0: No, no, I, I haven't. Don't waste my time.
1: It's, yeah. it's going to be about water. <laughs> oh, about I think water. I did see like a it's like a poster for it or something. So yeah,
0: so they're ripping off another Kevin Costner movie, Waterworld. Yeah, and yeah really. they're, they're going, going for from Kevin. Dances with Wolves to uh, Waterworld.
1: They're going for Kevin Costner's throat. I heard the third Avatar, which is already in the in the bank. It's going to be all about baseball, and so yeah, yeah Field of Dreams yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with blue people. <laughs> um, but you know, the, the
0: interesting thing about this list is we grew up with all these iconic movies like Star Wars and like back to, I know back to the future is not on the list, but all these great movies that we all look back on with fondness oh, and yeah. you hear, you hear about a movie like Top Gun coming out and you're thinking that's, that's just, that can't do well. Uh, Nick, I know you haven't seen it. Uh, for people listening, we are going into a little bit of spoilers today, but the good news is this isn't really a spoiler heavy movie. If you like the first Top Gun, you're going to love this one. Uh, Cause honestly it was the most fun, just, just fun i've had in a movie in a long time hands down uh pat i don't know if you agree or not but
2: yeah i agree i feel like part of that was like it's like enough of a throwback to the first one to be like you know this is like i'm watching top gun but it's not like i mean the story is very different so it's a continuation but not like a rehash and in that sense it's really good and it's i mean it's still a top gun movie so it's like Really fun. I mean, and it they capture the enough movie. of the elephant a- elements of the first one to where it's like, mm-hmm. it's still just as much of a good movie.
0: And you walk out of it and you think, I'm glad they made this movie. I'm glad they did it. I, per- I agree. Uh, I, I will say, I thought I was watching the movie and I really had to go to the bathroom and there was not a scene I felt like I could go to the bathroom throughout the whole movie. <laughs> I, I yeah. Know,
2: just... Yeah. <laughs> I agree with so, that.
0: So if you're going to so go see I, it, go beforehand. like So I pushed my
1: pants and I was just enjoying the movie. It was great. So can I ask, um, so uh, with like, because my reaction when I heard this was getting announced and everything, you know, I was like, okay, another Top Gun. I was like super, I was super game for it. So I was like, that's awesome. You know, Tom Cruise is still killing it. You know, he's almost 60 and he's still making all these awesome Mm -hmm. action movies and stuff. But I was like, okay, so how is this going to differentiate from what they've been doing the past literal 10 years like 10 13 years essentially where they're just re they're just rebooting not rebooting but sequeling and old franchises because again like it is still kind of a cash grab because they're taking something they know you love and going here's another one watch it so like how do they stay away from that territory where it's just like they're doing this just to do this and how do they make it like if it wasn't a sequel like let's just say it's not Top Gun, two essentially. How does it kind of make it its own movie?
0: <clears throat> Pat, you have a. You
2: I'd say the uh, without like comparing it directly. Like if we if we like look at Star Wars for example, you know they come out with Force Awakens and it's like literally the storyline is a New Hope,
1: identically, literally, yeah. literally, <laughs>
2: identically. You know yeah. a lot of and you just said that about. um well, Jurassic World essentially is the same story, mm-hmm. yeah, which they much. kind of expand on a bit. But by and large, you know what I think. What a lot of like rehash, uh, well, by definition, that's what a rehash is. Like rehash is, I guess, mm-hmm. but that's what a lot of sequels are doing that are made, you know, twenty or thirty years later is essentially just remaking the first one and basing it essentially off of what made the first great. Yeah. So, and in a sense, they keep it close enough to where it's still top gun, but it's, it's its own thing.
0: I will say I, uh, Pat, I would love for you to maybe correct my line of thinking. Cause I know I, this can't be right. What I'm saying, but I think I it had the best like plain aerial shots I've ever seen in a movie. Like, cin- like cinematically, whatever. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, um, and I think a lot of that has to
2: has to do with, um, tom cruise and his work in like all like the the mission impossible movies Mm -hmm. because um i can't remember who they were talking about actually setting these shots up but they have like people that are like developing like um mounts and stuff for cameras that go on like you know planes and helicopters and stuff for all those action shots and so and he's worked with them a lot on mission impossible so you know obviously they got into top gun
0: i watched the behind the scenes and so for each actor that's in the cockpit obviously they have someone else flying the plane in front of them because they're not legally allowed or legally may not be the right word, but they're not allowed from the military to touch the controls of a Mm -hmm. modern aircraft. But the actors are applying their own makeup and they're controlling the camera themselves. So they'll get back on the ground and they'll have to watch it and think, Oh, I could have done that better. I need to get a better shot of that. So whenever you're seeing somebody in a cockpit, they're filming themselves. For that scene. interesting
2: that um, is on that note honestly that's kind of interesting so you know in the first one they fly the f-14s mm-hmm. um which has a front seat and a back seat yeah um and in the movie they fly the f-18 which there is the f-18 super hornet which mm-hmm. has a front seat and a back seat but what they fly only has one seat so it's kind of funny that they would have had to have used another plane which would yeah. be i guess in this case the super hornet but- so that they could film like they were in <laughs> the Hornet.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, but some of them were Hornets, right? Because you had the character Bob sitting behind uh, uh I guess that Nick's. would be a super Hornet. But Tom Cruise would have been riding the regular F-18 because no one was in his backseat. Right,
2: completely. but I think Bob and the one chick were the only ones that had yeah, a backseat. Yeah, I think yeah, everybody he, else uh, didn't.
0: I will say, uh, so Nick, I don't know if you know, but my dad, he was in the Navy back in the 80s before Top Gun came out and he was in the Navy when Top Gun came out and I actually watched the movie with him in theaters, this new one, because he was in town. I thought, Hey, let's go see the new Top Gun. And he had a lot of fun. He, I, he, I don't think he expected to like it, but cool. they, uh, and this is where we're getting into some mi- minor spoiler talk here, but it was really cool being with him. We're near the end of the movie. They bring back the F-14 aircraft from the eighties. And so, <laughs> That's my dad's generation of – that's the that he was seeing when he was you know in the Navy and everything. It was kind of like, yeah, you know, like America moment. That's uh, dude, cool.
2: when When they brought up – like when they were in like a briefing room and they were like talking about the mission, they were like, and these hangars are F-14 Tomcats. I was like, okay, okay, yeah. right here. I already know what's going to happen. The end. <laughs> They're flying that thing. Guarantee mm-hmm. you 100%. No reason to not. They're talking uh, about it. It was – Mavericks plane. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: I knew it was. How, I knew they were going to get in that plane, and then the, um, there, and
2: they, there, they went. <laughs>
0: I also, I have to touch on. I, I don't see him used enough in Hollywood, but I think Miles Teller knocked it out of the park. Oh, He's yeah. a guy I really wish I saw more in the current movie scene.
2: I agree with that. I thought he was really good in uh, War Dogs too. Yes, which, which that would I be, I guess, an early role for him. But yeah, yeah I, mean, and- I thought he did a really good job
1: funny to me like uh the internet's reaction to him in this movie it's like the, everybody's kind of treating this as his like coming out party it's like this is this is miles teller's moment now mm-hmm. and it is because it's like it is probably unquestionably his first blockbuster i mean i don't think anything else touches this i mean fantastic four definitely wasn't a blockbuster oh yeah uh, wait, but it had wait, wait, potential. Wait. which be- fantastic
2: four He was Mr. Fantastic. Exactly. (laughs)
1: Was this the remake Fantastic Four? Yeah. Oh, I never saw it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, never saw it either. You didn't miss anything. Um, Yeah. Didn't think so. But uh, it's just funny. I mean, I've been I've been seeing this guy in like, you know, rom coms Mm. and different stuff since like 2010. You know, he's he's been acting for a long time, and he's still young too. He started acting pretty young, and he's already had like a long career. And now people are all high on Miles Teller. I'm like, all right, hey, there you go, man.
0: And even in the movies he's in that aren't great, he's the standout in my opinion, always. Yeah, like he
1: he kind of started out as not the main character. He was always the main character's friend, uh, mm-hmm. who was just the funny guy, like the, the the sassy, snarky, funny guy. You know what I mean? Um, and then but Whiplash now, came out,
0: right? Am I getting my timeline? Because Whiplash, he got a lot of acting credit for. With I mean, J. Whiplash. J. Simmons.
1: Yes, that was like the first time it kind of showed that this kid can act. Because. Mm-hmm star and an actor and he was just kind of a young kid who was playing in these teenage young adult comedies and romances and stuff and some other movies but uh whiplash was like oh this kid can act and uh mm. that was i was a phenomenal performance and, by both him and, and J. top Simmons.
0: in top gun and uh, i assume you probably knew this nick but it's revealed pretty early on that he plays goose's son i assume yeah. you knew that, yeah, uh, I, and, You couldn't have picked a better actor to play the son of Anthony Edwards.
2: Oh, yeah. I agree with that. He looks honestly – Yeah, they look really similar, especially with the mustache. I think, honestly, that's what Mm -hmm. really pulls it together. Yeah, mustache. But speaking (laughs) of (laughs) him being (laughs) – Oh, dude, honestly, I kind of want to grow (laughs) one.
1: Yeah, this I got to trim this. It's over my lips. That's when I always got to trim it. (laughs) Uh, If I just took all this away, though, I mean –
2: Dude, you should do it. What are the odds?
1: For everyone good. that's
0: not watching, Nick has the most luscious beard that a man could possibly grow. It is Nick getting... looks
2: like he uh, rolled out of the Canadian wilderness yesterday after being there for...
1: Podcast. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Him crawling out of a cave. Oh, no, uh, speaking... yeah.
1: That, that's the thing. I... It's borderline cave, man. But go on, Pat.
2: <clears throat> borderline. No, it's there. You're there. You got it. <laughs> but uh, I was going to say, speaking of uh, Miles Teller being Goose's son my one of my few complaints about the movie was rooster who is miles teller um his relationship with maverick and it's kind of like a main plot point but so when when they were coming out with like the trailers and stuff what i thought had happened was you know goose dies in the original top gun and then how i kind of thought of it was that Goose's wife kind of blames Maverick and is like, oh, you know, he's a dangerous pilot essentially caused the death of, of Goose. And so, you know, at that point, becomes estranged, their families become estranged, you know, and then Rooster grows up hearing from his mom that his dad died in a training accident because his pilot was wacky and, you know, flew by the seat of his pants and, um, you know, essentially caused his dad to die. And so how I thought of it was he grew up like that, kind of hating Maverick because he had to grow up with no dad. And then, you know, he gets the Top Gun and then meets and then realizes like, oh shit, this is this is Maverick, the guy that killed my dad. So that's what I thought was gonna happen. But it you know, in my opinion, the plot point of why they had a struggle was kind of weak. What did you think, Matt?
0: I was okay with it. You're um, okay with
2: it? Okay, just for Nick's sake what happened well the reason that they said that rooster uh had an issue with maverick was that he applied to naval academy and goose's mom had maverick pull his application to the academy because she didn't want him to be a fighter pilot because you know goose her husband died in a you know a a training accident so it's kind of like the oh no you can't do that your dad died but at the end of the day he becomes a pilot anyway maybe a little bit later than he would have but he he still gets there he's at top gun he goes to top gun so i thought it was a really weak plot point
1: i can i can kind of um, see that obviously i seeing the movie i would need more context but that right there it does kind of seem like like oh okay i'm not getting in right you know let me still be a pilot
2: <laughs> yeah and that was I, one thing you know it'd be one thing if that happened and then you know he ended up working at Friggin' mcdonald's or something but like oh my god he like he went stop gun he was okay. the best of the best anyway so i just thought that was weak
0: i i was okay with it because maverick was trying to protect rooster i mean that's 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 what that. we're seeing uh, i'm not i'm not saying you're not but i'm just that that's why he did it but to rooster it was his call it was his identity he wanted to follow in his dad's footsteps, and this guy is keeping him away from it. You know, like he's so because to be in Top Gun, you have to be the best of the best, and he's working as hard as he can just to have. And he and he deserves to be in that school, just to have a guy purposefully target him and pull his application. I, right. I totally well, get, but did you? There,
2: I mean, so. what I'm I'm saying is he was an 18 year old trying to go to Naval Academy, as in go to college, and he pulled that application. Not yes. to go to Top Gun or something.
1: Well, I mean, yeah, this guess, dude could have gone to
2: school literally anywhere else in the country and then gone on to be a fighter pilot. I,
0: well, I think there. I mean, you're you're right. I was mem- remembering that incorrectly, but uh, I I, can't, I think what the, what the deal was was he didn't want him in the uh, Maverick. Didn't want Rooster in the Navy at all.
1: Exactly. Didn't even want him
0: to go down that road. Right. But Rooster that was felt the thing. like that was his purpose. That's where he needed to be. Yeah, um,
2: but just think about it, Matt. Let's say your dad dies and your dad's best friend, you've grown up with him your entire life, and then he does one thing to like, kind of like irk you, but at the end of the day, it still works out for you anyway, but you still hate him?
0: Yeah, just a little bit of frustration, <laughs> I think. You're not just going to be, oh, I forgive you, buddy, I'll water under the bridge, you know? <laughs> like, you only set me back a few years, but we're
1: cool, you know? Like, no, I mean, yeah, I don't know. But-
2: I mean, there's scenes where, you know, like, the there's one scene where it's just, like, Maverick and Rooster in a classroom, and Rooster's like, you want me to trust you like my dad trusted you? Boom. <laughs> and it's like, you know. You know uh,
0: yeah, yeah. That, that, I, mean, I don't
2: feel like that would give you that bad of trust issues. But um, know,
0: hmm. that's just me. I lost my screen there for a second. I apologize. Well, okay.
2: Uh, Moving on from that, though. One other little detail that kind of irked me was I did not like that Iceman was like daddy Iceman to Maverick, like a, Oh, you got yourself in trouble, son. Uh, well, I'll just work that on out for you and send you on to somewhere else to, um, well, I'll come save the day for you.
0: I guess I didn't really have an opinion there. Like I didn't like it nor dislike it, uh, for just, just so you're caught up Nick. So basically, uh, it, cr- you've seen him more recently than I have Pat, but during one of Maverick's training exercises, he goes below the hard deck below the, the specified altitude that they're allowed to go under. And he goes under it and he kind of, his students have the idea that this mission they're training for is impossible. And that Maverick made it impossible. Like he's proving to them that they're not up to the task. And the Navy's mad at Maverick because they're saying that he's making them believe that they're going into an impossible scenario. So they kick Maverick out of the program. Do I have that right? Pat? Yeah, essentially. essentially. So ice, he ice man, they've been talking about through the whole movie. Val Kilmer is, is an admiral, you know, he's, he's top, top of the top. He's where Maverick is supposed to be. Okay. And uh, where, where it goes is ice man ends up helping him keep his role. And they have, they have some cool callbacks there. I think I was more blown away that they got Val Kilmer yeah. Because you guys yeah. know about his medical condition, right? Yeah, you guys. yeah. So, I thought they did
2: a really good job of putting that into the, to the movie.
0: Yeah, so they actually put it in the movie. Nick, he uses a computer to talk with.
1: Oh, and, uh, that's, a, that's a good workaround. I mean. had like throat and,
0: cancer, right? Something like that. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and They have one scene. Uh, at the very end of that scene, he, he says, like, he's able to kind of have a raspy voice and say, which one of us is the better pilot, you know? And I remember reading that's actually not him talking. I think they had to superimpose that because he really I, can't talk. But I, I was glad I read that too. But I was glad that they had kept that his condition in the movie because honestly, I I thought it made the scene a little more powerful and that distracted from the circumstances of the scene to me. I'm not gonna lie. I almost was not even caring about why they were there. I was just I just thought it was a cool scene. Right.
2: I thought that so, was a very cool thing, too, and I'm glad they put it in there because, you know, I mean, I don't I don't think it'd really be the same without, you know, at least mentioning Iceman. But, yeah, I my, I mean, and I was okay with him being the reason that Maverick goes back to Top Gun. The only issue I had was that they made a point to be like, Iceman's always saving the day. It, like, they made a point to say, you know, he's done this, like, over and over and over again for Maverick. And, you well, know, I realized I think, Maverick I think it's just started the-
0: that caused that, but, like... I don't know. It's just part of the competition between the two. I think they've been competing ever since the first movie. And they kind of had that little bit of banter, you know, in this one. Uh and I yeah. just I was just thinking, okay, and this is where go- we're going into a little more hardcore spoilers. Uh when Val Kilmer's die, when he dies, okay, and he's dead and they're putting him in the ground. Okay. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Did you say that Val Kilmer,
2: <laughs> aka Iceman?
0: Yes, dies when he dies in the movie. Spoiler alert! Oh, yeah, by the way, spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess he, he
2: can't be Maverick's wingman anytime yeah, anymore.
0: So, so he, he dies in the movie, soon, and I couldn't, uh, think, I couldn't help but think, I couldn't help but think. I don't know Val Kilmer's current condition too well, like where he's at. What if he actually dies in the near future and this is his last <laughs> role? And we're seeing, you know, his sad funeral. I'm just thinking, wow, this well, may not age like this may well, age pretty good. I don't know. No, no,
1: just like they built his condition into the movie, he's actually fucking dead, and so that that he really died, and so they just built that into the movie too. And so you know, mm-hmm. create right. screenwriting, if you ask me.
0: But, but really, yeah. what I, I I'll, I'll say my one complaint about it. And it was, so they're gearing up for this mission, the whole movie. They never tell you what the other country is. Like, yeah. Ever. They, they oh, never really? tell you. They specifically
2: but, don't specifically. I mean, they have every opportunity to,
0: and they don't. If huh. you, if you use context clues and you kind of know your history, it's Iran. Iran is the enemy.
1: I, that's so, so funny. I was about to make a joke that is like, it's not Iran.
0: <laughs> yeah. But and I think I saw someone solve it because at the end of the movie, More spoilers here, guys. Uh, uh, Maverick and Rooster both get shot down. Maverick gets shot down protecting his guys, and then Rooster goes down trying to protect Maverick, essentially. So they both are down behind enemy lines. They both go to an enemy airplane hangar, and they see the F-14 Tomcat. And that's where the audience is, oh, you know. And so they hop in it. um, And I saw someone piece it together. I guess Iran is the only country that's still using F-14 Tomcats. And oh, I guess uh, the great. scenery <laughs> is the scenery is of is Iran. I guess yeah, so, the northern side. For the up eagle-eyed there. viewers that was impressive, but they don't make that clear in the movie. You just kind of have mm-hmm. to know that. Yeah, um, but really, and the other the thing that just another thing that made the movie so great to me is you can tell whenever Tom Cruise is in something, he cares about the project. He's very in depth as from a directing, producing, acting. He gets involved. He takes. He takes what he's doing seriously. He'll learn a skill that's required of his character and makes it believable on screen. Um, like Nick was saying, there's a difference between a movie star and an actor. I think he's probably more of a movie star, but he might be one of the best of our generation.
1: Yeah, it's, that... he, he's kind of a, a very specific case where he borders both. Uh, I mean, I don't know any acting that he's done in the past mm-hmm. 15 years. Like I, I don't think he's really shown his acting anymore. I mean, it, it's yeah. kind of not yeah. his priority really. I mean, he likes having fun. Movies. It seems like he likes yeah. getting into this stuff. I mean, he, he has a, he has an action franchise that is 26 years old. It's just, <clears throat> you know, and it's like, it's just, uh, he, it seems like he kind of leaned into that, into the two thousands where he kind of got more, you know, Mm -hmm. into like, I want to have fun with my movies. I don't really care about winning an Oscar Um, because he, he acted in the eighties and nineties. He tried to show his prowess in acting and he did, but uh, it seems like he likes to just do the big blockbusters and and, like the, the fun stuff.
0: I, for the life of me, can't remember a single plot line to any of the mission impossible movies, (laughs) but I watch every single one of them and I enjoy every single one. Let me refresh
2: you here, Matt terrorism terrorism. <laughs> terrorism
1: that's it I <laughs> in various forms of and terrorism. they have to save
0: the world
1: and that's the yes, thing about exactly that's, that's the thing about tom cruise too like you know like he's he seems like uh, he loves his movies and stuff like that i don't really know how i feel about him like if like as a person i, I think he's a that dude's a weirdo he's, kind of, he's a he's a weirdo that's the thing he's, he's Psy- a
2: straight psychopath
1: yeah, he, I mean he had yeah. like a I saw I, I think it was from a skit. It had to have been from a skit, but I've seen other things that aren't from a skit, so it's hard. He's like, you know, in the first Mission Impossible movie, uh, the mission was possible because I did it. And then <laughs> and then I did it in all the sequels too. <laughs> and it's like and it, I think there was some I think there's some audience laughter, so I think it was a skit, but it, it was just enough to be like is this a real quote from him? Because I've seen him say weird, <laughs> insane stuff well, in reality.
0: You know, we all know he's into Scientology, and mm-hmm. there's yeah. some excellent documentaries that Leah Remini, Remini—I don't know how you say your name—you guys know yeah, about—yeah, yeah, where Except she on she Netflix defected right from the Church of Scientology, yeah, and she has a lot of crazy stories about John Travolta, Tom Cruise, like, I guess, yeah, those guys they're they're nuts but then but hey he makes good movies so we give yep. him a pass for being I, absolutely I crazy mean, who was his they're... uh ex-wife was it nicole kidman yeah i think so one of
2: them that's could one of be, them okay one of them i could be wrong about this but i'm pretty sure i heard or read somewhere that like she had like had to escape from him
1: mm-hmm. as in
2: like being like she was a prisoner in their home and literally had to escape
0: i think i've heard that too
1: I mean, no, I would believe part. that if I was Tom Cruise's wife. Yeah, I think that's. I think that's kind of how it feels. <laughs> but, Probably. But,
0: so uh, the thing I think you guys might have read this about the new Top Gun Maverick is they claim that nothing in the movie is CGI. There may be some digital after effects that are mm-hmm. kind of splashed in, but no computer generated images, no CGI.
2: Yeah, uh, and along those lines, you know the uh, stealth fighter jet that they have at the beginning.
0: Yeah. The Dark Star. I, I yeah, think.
2: I saw somewhere they legitimately had an aerospace manufacturer or designer build them that airplane. Oh, wow. So it's it was an actual <laughs> that, jet.
0: <laughs> that scene where Ed Harris is coming to shut him down and he flies oh, over his head was a beautiful shot. Oh, yeah. But, oh, awesome. Um, This is – and this is where we're going to have some disagreement here. Uh, make it a little controversial, but who cares? This is why we're recording. Um the the lack of CGI they used in the movie reminded me that wow Disney is way overdoing it with MCU and Star Wars. <laughs> like you watch the behind the scenes of Star Wars and the MCU movies, and they're just puppets with a blue wall and blue rocks, and they're acting out these scenes that you're like, really? They didn't put grass there, like they couldn't film in a field.
1: You know Matt, but sod
2: is sod is expensive.
1: I, I guess uh, it's pricey. <laughs> but
0: and, and I, <laughs> I Nick knows how much I have how how much I just dislike the MCU in general. But I think it's just more of a failure of Disney as a corporation. How to me it seems everything they've been coming out with is just a blue screen movie. Blue or green green screen movie. Just well,
2: the answer here, Matt, is um, it makes money.
0: I guess. Yeah. They I they mean... put they put the same story with a different superhero and expect people to buy tickets. So.
2: Yeah, Nick. I think Matt and I were talking about this the other day, but uh, you know, when I imagine them writing new Marvel movies, I imagine they sit like toddlers in like a boardroom. And give them, like, flow charts that you'd fill out from, like, second grade where, you know, they have a box and an arrow that goes to the next box. So, like, once this thing happens, then it goes here. And, like, they literally, like, they just fill in characters and, like, a different monster. They're like, I, okay,
0: who's the superhero? I remember Oh, when Inf- it's Spider-Man. When Infinity War came out and everyone was freaking out, oh, no, Spider-Man died. And I'm just thinking, you know he's not dead, right? Disney's not going to kill somebody before it in game like you guys really think they're gone forever i don't know i just i did not get the sadness behind infinity war personally but that being said hot take i thought infinity war was a more enjoyable movie than in game might be a little bit of a hot take real
2: quick before we go I've on i've heard
1: a add. lot of yeah go on
2: which one was Infinity War and which one was Endgame?
0: Infinity War is where they all turn to dust and Thanos wins. Endgame, okay, which is one's where they first? Win. I assume Infinity War.
1: Yeah.
2: Okay, so Infinity War and then Endgame.
1: Yeah.
2: Okay, that makes sense. Endgame. Okay. But anyway, go ahead, Nick.
1: Um. There's a lot to talk about. Uh, what Matt just said. Um. So that's yeah. Nobody thing. cares. I mean... MCU
0: sucks. Just okay. Move on.
1: <laughs> well, no. You, you you tell me what you guys what you guys want me to go over. I mean, so like. With the plotline thing, like, yeah, I mean, you see that a lot. I mean, especially when you're introducing new characters, it's like origin stories seem to be so, like, how can they be different? And then even, like, the team-up movies, like, how can they be different? And it's like, yeah, I understand that. And, like, the CG thing, I don't really care about the CG thing. Um, I mean, I can appreciate when stuff isn't CG. It's like, oh, that's cool. You know, but when it's CG, it, it has to be done well, where it's like it doesn't look awful in the background. You know what I mean? If it looks mm-hmm. awful, it's like, that's awful. It takes you But I mean, yeah, the deer deer from season
0: eight, Walking Dead.
1: Exactly. Uh, Hardly ever does an MCU movie like take me out of it. Though I mean, they spend tons of money on CG. I mean, they could spend, they could probably save money if they filmed on location with things because CG is so expensive. So Mm -hmm. it's like, you know, they do really, really good CG in in all the big blockbusters. And and I love it. The visuals, I mean, Guardians of the Galaxy, I love the visuals and the colors. Thor, you know, three and now with the new one, the colors and the visuals and stuff like that. It's like, you know, mm-hmm. you can't film on location when it's, you know, on a p- planet that so doesn't exist. <laughs> so <laughs> sorry, sorry, no, no Top Gun uh, here. where It's like yeah, on location, guys. But uh, but no, I don't know. I mean, I definitely get the uh, the stories kind of backing difference, and you know, not not being like too. It's they're kind of all the same thing. Um, so I, I still thoroughly enjoy all the movies, though. I don't
0: know and. It- it's for that reason I'm glad we have you on here, Nick. Because my next question is, because I don't know if you would call yourself a super fan. I don't know, would you? You're a pretty big fan, right? No, I
1: think super fan's are pretty gay. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you don't.
0: You don't have the pop. Funko Pops on the wall. and Yeah, uh, well,
1: no, just like, I don't know, if you call yourself a super fan of anything, it's like, that's kind of weird. Uh, I, I don't know. I yeah. mean, I'm a fan of a lot of stuff. I'm a fan of everything, really. I'm a fan of you, a ton of stuff, but well, super fans. A you, uh,
0: you're not afraid to like a movie, and that's what I'm going to give you credit on. You find yeah. the good in everything. Um, yeah, like, I'll, so, I mean, I'll, sh-
1: I'll shit on a movie if it needs to be shit on, but I mean, I, I like I
0: entertainment. where I'm going with this is, do you think the superhero franchise in general is getting oversaturated in the market are we so, getting too much of it
1: it's funny um they've been having this discussion since literally like like the mcu launched like the avengers in probably well honestly before the iron Man, the mcu in 08 and it kind of culminated with the avengers in 2012 where it's like this is like this is a thing what is what's going on with this because i mean like avengers being on that list i mean that was one of the most groundbreaking things to bring four separate movies together. I mean, what the MCU is, no one can argue in the short, short history of filmmaking and movies, you know, a hundred years of Hollywood. The MCU is one of the most groundbreaking things that ever happened in yeah, movies. Yeah, I, I don't, I, I disagree. Mean, to, I mean, I agree with that. To interconnect separate movies and make a universe like that, there's a reason why every single other studio tried to copy it and every single other studio has failed. I mean, they... Tra- DC. <laughs> yeah, DC tried to do it with all the DC... Uh, Warner uh, uh, Warner Brothers. You know, they tried to do it with all DC characters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, they tried to do it with... you know, They're still trying to do it with Godzilla and King Kong. They tried to do a Monsterverse with Tom Cruise uh, in The Mummy, a uh, reboot of The Mummy, and they were going to do mm-hmm. all of the classic monsters uh, that flopped because of one movie, The Mummy. Um, they were going to do all of them. Like, yeah. They were going to do well, frame, uh... everything. They had a huge... That's another up.
2: franchise that should never have been... Tried yeah, to be rebooted, yeah. rebooted. Um, but,
1: but, but, sorry. Back, so, back I to saying, I t- so I didn't hear about this
2: monster verse. I did. So it was gonna they, be like the Mummy, like, dude,
0: like Dracula, yeah, too, right? They had, uh, dude,
1: they had Johnny Depp. They had Benicio del Toro. All these people who were gonna be like the creature from the Goo Lagoon, I think, or Swamp Thing. Oh, Black Lagoon. Um, all, yeah, Black yeah Lagoon. all the classic the monsters, Hollywood monsters, like the '30s and '40s. You know. Um, honestly
0: that would be cool they were yeah, going to I do agree. a
1: monster verse and it on paper because of the mummy
0: on paper it sounds amazing to me yeah I, yeah, like,
1: yeah honestly um, um,
2: so but no sorry
1: basically. uh so uh sorry I'm, I'm long-winded I might be i might have to be something we you know but anyway <laughs> uh so i don't think it's been saturated uh too much i mean i think it's just what people like and you know the good ones, fa- the good ones are the ones that stay, and the bad ones are the ones that fall away. You know, no one really cared about Justice League or Batman versus Superman, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the new Justice League, I guess, uh, whatever. But uh, I think now it might be getting oversaturated solely because of Disney Plus. Yes, and that's where amount, I was going. The amount of characters that who they know can't necessarily carry a solo film like an origin solo film. Uh, they are taking like, chances still like Shang-Chi and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. All these other characters series. There's so many and, Disney Plus limited series that are being launched for the MCU and like they just announced another one like Wonder Man and I'm just like I think it's going to get oversaturated weird. now especially with the MCU. I, Sorry.
0: I see and this is this is my opinion. I see the end of the reign of the MCU in the near future, and it's because I'm going to use an example that Pat's heard me use before. Game of Thrones at its prime was like the, the show that everyone's talking about. This show is flawless. It's perfect. It can't be beat. And we're not going to talk about the ending, but they every time a season ended, people wanted more. We need more Game of Thrones content. You know, we need, but you got to wait. You got to wait. And then it would build up and then it comes out and everyone's hyped again. I'm going to use a different show. The Walking Dead. In the beginning, everyone was into it. And yeah, the writing got really bad, you know, as the show went on. But I think the problem with The Walking Dead that really just kind of caught up with it was they saw the popularity. We want more Walking Dead. We want more Walking Dead okay, let's give them Fear the Walking Dead. Let's give them webisodes. Let's give them webisodes of a random walker that you see in, in this one episode. Um, let's let's give them zombie content, zombie content, zombie content. And then the market just stopped caring. They got too much of it. And then people kind of stopped watching The Walking Dead. No one cares. Uh, and where I'm going with this is, like you nailed, hit the nail on the head for me, Disney Plus is to the point where fans like you who never missed a movie, you're yeah. so caught up in the storyline. I don't know, and I'm willing to put like five bucks down saying that you have not watched every bit of Marvel content that's come out.
1: Exactly. So that is a perfect point because I did not see Moon Knight. I'm not currently watching Miss Miss Marvel. And if you put too much stuff out there that is all in the same universe, all your big fans who have been doing go. I have to consume it all so I can know all the references and the Easter eggs mm-hmm. that like, or if, if one of these characters from one of the shows pops up in a movie, it's like, if I didn't watch moon Knight and then he pops up in like, let's just say Dr. Strange too, but he, you know, he didn't, um, you go like, Oh, that's awesome. The payoff is there. It's, it's a cool reward. Right. So if you keep making so much stuff, you're spreading yourself thin and I'm not even talking about necessarily spreading yourself thin to where the quality of your content goes away. Cause that might, be what happens as well but it's just there's so much cool. to consume you kind of get a little overwhelmed by it and you kind of let some things fall by the wayside and you slowly stop caring as much and then you go yes. i'm only gonna go see the big movies of the characters i like like thor and spider-man and i don't know if i'll keep going on with all these other ones you know what i mean And then, but
0: that's interest slowly diminishing is exactly point. exactly I could and i, get, I could, and you're gonna and yeah I loved the daredevil show all three oh, yeah. seasons. Loved oh, it, yeah. um, And I thought it was in a good direction of it had nothing to do with the MCU. It stood on its own. So it you can continue to watch the MCU. Though. You don't need to watch Netflix Marvel. Yeah. And then as much as me as a fan, like seeing Matt Murdock in no way home, now you've just created a portal to Netflix Marvel where the super fan has to be oh now i got to watch netflix marvel now i got to watch jessica jones the punisher luke cage daredevil and you just opened up the world way bigger than it probably needed to be to me
1: a little um, bit and right. and they did you know after that put everything on disney plus from netflix and everybody was wondering yeah. for years when all that stuff got canceled because that's the biggest thing too the marvel movies refused to like play ball with all these other Marvel properties. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, why are you like telling like in a realistic standpoint, like the, the heads of all these departments, why are they telling agents of shield on ABC, an actual TV mm-hmm. show? Like you're super connected and all they get are the crumbs. And like some characters did come in, like they had lady Sif from mm-hmm. Thor, Samuel L Jackson, you know, Nick Sphere. They had a few characters come down into the show every once in a while, but they were li- literally just kind of like begging for the scraps and mm-hmm. that was kind of the Marvel Netflix. All those are MCU. They're all MCU connected. And they made reference to things all the time and stuff like that. And they just, they were always the hanger-ons. And the movies refused to ever, you know, acknowledge them. And I feel like they're looking back at that now as a mistake. Because it's like, you said it was MCU connected and they never got any, you know, do. Mm-hmm. And so I think they, I think the fans just loved, you know, uh, what's his name? Charlie Cox. Uh, They just loved him as Daredevil, and they they wanted him to stay. And so that was an awesome little thing. And they're going to do something new with him on Disney+. And so it's like, that's cool, I guess. All right, I like that. Um, I think it's it's risky, though. Hawkeye, and yeah, it it is risky. Because
0: Um, part of the charm of Daredevil was its TV mature rating. And now you're putting it in the family-friendly Disney Plus world. And you're thinking, well, "Well, now all the – you know. That's the the feeling gone.
1: Disney is, I mean, it's not going to be gone to the content they already had, you know, and Disney is they're loosening up the reins on that to play ball Mm. because they they added a whole feature to their entire streaming service of mature content, specifically for the Netflix shows to show up because there's sex and gore and violence in those shows. And so they literally added a feature to everyone's Disney Plus so it could be on there. Also, the talk of Deadpool coming to the MCU, that those talks are are uh, going strongly in the direction of we're going to let you guys do what you guys have been doing. It's going to be distributed by us, and it's going to be a Disney movie, and it's going to be MCU. But we're going to let you guys still do all that crazy, you know, violence that you guys had in the original too. And so they're mm-hmm. allowed. They're not hindering what's already been. They're just kind of, you know adjusting to the curve and everything. And I like that. right The new thing of Daredevil will still be violent. The new Deadpool will still be, you know, fun and everything like the like it was. You know, inappropriate. <laughs> no way they bring
0: back the Punisher. I'm just throwing that out. No way. <laughs> that
1: one was a little rough. I mean, I, <laughs> I, I really, <laughs> I mean, I remember, <laughs> I remember when, like, I remember when the finale, season one finale, dude, like, I told you, I don't know if you remember. I was like, it's a little much what they did to the dude's face. So, like, Oh, I, I dragged I, I it watched. across was, oh, like the glass. The glass. Dude, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was like, I was like, I can do without that. You know, I can. You know, it's punch Well, even the, even times. the episode before
0: that, where Frank Castle is dying, and he's oh, like that was r- hallucinating his wife, and he get, he has the shot of adrenaline, and he breaks out, and he takes the guy, stabs him about fifty times in the chest, and then gouges his eyeballs out as the body's like twitching, and you're like, okay,
1: <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> Disney's like, all right, it's it's a little so in sure. here. yeah. But, okay,
0: well,
2: I bet you know. I bet the pun. I I couldn't tell you off the top of my head. You know how well received the Punisher was. But I, one was I imagine more than
0: two. I think. I
2: imagine yep. all around is probably really good. But I <laughs> bet it's not continuing just because so much of gun violence. They're so much of their audience just is young, like yeah. really young, and they can't watch it. So I feel like a lot of you know they're taking up however much of that budget is, and, it's, you know, not getting near as much of the audience as a lot of the other ones.
0: I really wanted to like season two. I just don't think the writing mm-hmm. was it for me, personally. Uh, but that being said, John Bernthal killed that role. Oh, yeah. It, that, he's typecast, but he just nailed it. I want to yeah. see him in more. Uh, he, I know it was kind of weird seeing him in Ford versus Ferrari because I'm not used to seeing him in a suit not killing people, you know? That's the <laughs> recent role of his I could think of. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, I just, um, I guess that was just my concern with MCU is that they're just putting too much out there and people are going to lose interest. I'm not saying this year interest is going to be gone, but I sincerely believe if things continue on this track 10 years from now, it's not going to have the dominance that it has currently. And
1: that's the thing. I mean, even if it only has a few more, it's kind of like. Well, damn! I mean, that's still pretty wild, you know. Right. Sixteen years, almost two decades of absolute utter dominance, and it's un- it's unquestioned and unrivaled. Uh, mm. But the thing is, too, just recent reports, Kevin Kevin Feige, or I, I don't even know how to say his last name. Isn't it Feige? Um, I thought I, I forget. I don't really know. But he uh, just said in the coming months, especially at the like D twenty three Expo, I think in September, they're going to kind of tease the uh, what the saga, the next saga, is going to kind of be because we're still kind of mm-hmm. in the after effects of what the first 10 years was. And that was one kind of story. Yeah. Um, they're thinking it might be secret wars, which would be insane for comic book fans and stuff like that. And the Russo brothers who are the ones who headed, you know, uh, Captain America two, three, and then yeah. Avengers, uh, you know, infinity war and Endgame, They said that was the one thing they would come back for is to do secret wars. Mm. And so if that is something they end up going with for like an overarching thing, uh, for, you know, this next chapter, uh, or next big saga that could take them to 2030, you know, it really could. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, I, I mean, I'd be very excited to see where they go with that and how they connect things, you know, like the next Avengers right. movie, whatever it will be, there's probably gonna be three more in the next 10 years well, for this saga. I can't wait to see where they go with this.
0: Oh, absolutely. I, so I will say on the superhero topic, Nick, did you see the new Batman?
1: I have not. No, oh. it's on
0: HBO. If you, I know. I, I, it. I
1: saw it on there. I'm probably gonna watch it on there. I you we, we won't
0: go. We won't go too deep. That's when I don't want to ruin anything. Yeah, I don't long. want. Yeah. I don't want to
1: spoil that one. But and if I can that, watch that for next week, we can talk about it.
0: But what what appealed what that movie did for me was, yeah, Batman's a superhero, but that movie played out more like a detective noir mystery and that's than a superhero cool. movie i like that and i love that like i never once like whenever you see batman you almost don't think oh look a superhero is on screen and you're thinking okay that's a guy dressed in all black kind of observing he's gathering clues he's gathering evidence he's putting pieces well that's together.
2: how um that's how batman was in a lot of like the animated series right yeah he was and, and i, think I that was, really
0: yeah i liked it i i really like the direction they went with uh The Riddler being like a serial killer, like very tense. He, uh, I forget his name, but he killed it as the Riddler. I thought he did great. Paul Dan has been an underrated What has he
2: been in?
1: Dude, he's done Uh, so much stuff. I I know his face, I just don't
2: know what else he's in.
1: I, so his, you go. I, uh, I just thought he, yeah,
0: I, I, I know he did one like weird movie with Daniel Radcliffe as a farting corpse that was just weird. Um, oh, was that the Swiss Army the
2: man pocket knife man? Swiss Army, yeah. Knife man. yeah. Swiss Army yeah. man,
0: yeah. That one. I think he's uh, the guy yeah. that finds okay. Daniel Radcliffe. But yeah, he yeah. uh I just you thought mean, he, was he was very realistic. Him? I thought he was very realistic in the Batman because he wasn't like the Joker, because the Joker was very methodical and everything he did on like he he there was I don't know how to describe it, but uh he, he's not like the Joker. And really, when it gets down to it, and I'm not spoiling anything here, the Riddler deep down is this he's just crazy like he's just he, he. he's almost like the nerdy kid who never left being the nerdy kid basically that just wants revenge on everybody like okay. you know revenge on all the bullies but he just like developed it's not like he it's like he i don't know how to describe you will just have to watch it for yourself but it was a very interesting take on the Riddler. i didn't want another jim carrey you know green suit no, like hell heart, no you know everywhere <laughs> but I, I really, I think this would make for a good topic another time, Nick, whenever you watch it, because yeah, yeah, I'd sure. love to get your thoughts. But yeah, what, yeah, where I'm was, going with this is, to me, that's the direction the DC people need to go. Yeah, is for that.
2: sure. Definitely, because uh, DC in, in its core is supposed to be a lot darker than Marvel. Yeah. yeah. And I think they kind of got onto like the make the money train there for a minute and tried let's, to be, let's be real. like what Sh- Marvel is. Sh- Sh- and they
0: Shazam. Screwed themselves. Shazam is a Marvel movie without the Marvel name. Yeah. It is. played out in Marvel lot like budget. A Marvel movie. Yeah.
1: And that's, but, I, but to be my, fair, I
0: thought it was one of their better DC movies.
1: <laughs> yeah. In my opinion, it's one of their better ones. I, I thought Shazam was pretty because
0: fun. It followed a winning form. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now copy paste from Marvel.
1: <laughs>
0: I uh, hope you guys don't mind if I radically change the topic here. I wanted to ask you guys are we all caught up on Stranger Things? season four volume one
2: so uh don't tell my workplace but uh on one of my monitors today literally all day long (laughs) was playing stranger things while i was working on the other two really and i finished (laughs) it literally at like five (laughs) o'clock and oh my god dude it was so good so i think stranger things kind of went i mean season four honestly nick have you watched it yet yeah Uh uh-huh Yeah, okay. So I thought season four, let me know what y'all think. I thought season four was the best one since season one. Agreed. Because if I'm thinking back, I could not tell you what season two was about. And I only remember like two scenes from season three.
0: Mm -hmm. I I thought season four had kind of a weak start. But then when it picked up for me, it picked up fast. And by the time it was over, I'm craving more. I want more so bad. I can't wait till next week. Same. So, so
1: I it's kind of it. funny. I have a, I have kind of two different takes on like two different things you said there, Pat. Um, so like season mm-hmm. one for me was just incredible. I was like, oh my gosh, like mm-hmm. I'm such yeah, an '80s definitely. nostalgia guy. I love this Same.
2: kind of
1: yeah. f- about it. Um, and I remember watching it when it first came out. And then season two, dude, I trailer for season two because it was, it was supposed At to be two. It was supposed to be around Halloween. And it was the mm-hmm. thr- thriller was in the trailer. And it was one of the, mm-hmm. be- I stand by this. I told Matt this one of the best trailers I've ever seen for anything was the season two trailer for stranger things. Mm-hmm. And then the season I thought yeah. was just that much better. I thought it was so much more fun and so oh. much better. Just that added characters. And then, then season three, same thing for me. I thought it was just mm-hmm. that much better. I was like, every season is better than the last like I just I loved season three so much. Billy was absolutely incredible in season three. Mm-hmm. I love the monologue. Yeah, yeah, I love the monologue uh, he gives her while he's uh, in the Hopper's cabin, and mm-hmm. he's like he's walking towards her, and he has that the tear come out of his eye because it's like oh my gosh, he's still in there, but the mind flare is talking, and it, he and Billy, dude. So season three was incredible to me, and then. So honestly, so with season four, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I will say this, though. I feel like this was coming for me personally, where it's like, how can it keep getting better? And I feel like it, it, it didn't necessarily get better. It just kind of about stayed the same. And then it I'll kind of also go, I'll go on this. Uh, this is kind of like my personal opinion. You guys have known how long the episodes are, right?
2: Yeah, yeah they've been long. Like the last one was yeah. almost two hours. I didn't even well, realize I was watching the same yeah. episode. And
1: then episode <laughs> eight and nine that are coming are both two hours plus. So mm-hmm. we're getting oh, about movie, four movie and right. a half, four and a half hours in the last two episodes. So when you look at the season as a whole, I mean, it's going to blow the other three away. Like the normal episodes are about 50 minutes. And then this one, every single mm-hmm. one is over an hour, hour 15, hour 20, stuff like that. I feel like there's a lot of wasted time. Uh, if you, mm-hmm. if you guys are going to kind of want look at episode one through episode seven, we didn't really, I mean, we have so many plot lines, so many plot lines. I like it. Yeah. It's, it kind of makes me overwhelmed just cause like I get overwhelmed with things like that sometimes, but it, it, it's done in a good way to where I'm not confused and I'm not overwhelmed, they, but there's so many different plot lines. We keep going to so many different groups all over the place and I mm-hmm. like it, but it's so weird. I feel like just for episode one, episode seven, not much has happened. And I feel like no, I can they're be wrong. Building.
0: It's building.
1: It's so weird, though, to take seven episodes, seven hour-plus episodes yeah. to build, and then are we going to have an epic, epic finale? I feel but like even five hours of two episodes is going to be too long. I, I feel like the season is overall just too long with content. There's not a lot going on for the length I have to sit. And now, I'm not necessarily hating on it, but it's just, I don't know, it's not as exciting I, to me as the last three seasons.
0: I cringed so hard. This is my probably my biggest complaint of the season. And Cassie heard me just openly mocking it because it just it was so cringy to me i had to get it out of my system i hated it so much was i hate how high school bullies are portrayed (laughs) on television it is so bad to me i was just saying nobody does that nobody acts (laughs) like that are you kidding
1: me like i think
2: that bullying was worse back then than it was when we were all in school so but I feel like that's on. part way why we kind of feel like
1: that.
0: But, <laughs> Your dad's yeah, dead. I agree. <laughs> I, yeah, no, I agree with you, Matt. I'm not disagreeing. But, but okay, and I, I was saying, if I'm a if I'm a bully, and there's two kids that walk in, all right, put yourself in 16 year old you. Okay, you're 16 years old. 11 to a 16 year old you is like, hey, that girl's kind of cute. Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, I wouldn't really pick on her. And then you have this bull cut looking dude you know that's walking hey, in i by the way if, if if anyone knows anything about me i've hated will since season one he's Same my dude, one. I, I wanted him. him to die every episode since season one really? i hate him so much so I, I had like my season uh, one of he was a liability my carl season hate two him. he's a liability
2: <laughs> yeah oh no carl's worse but i still hate will uh, honestly no, i will, think that probably is because you know in season one he was stuck in the upside down the whole time and you got to yeah. know the group without him but and yeah, then he comes no back to the him. group and it's just like he doesn't really fit. But but season two, I think they had to rescue him again. He still doesn't yeah. do anything. And then in and this
0: season, it's like, okay, I really don't care that you miss your friendship with Mike. I I think I he's trying care. to have a love affair I, with Mike, to be honest. Oh, I think that's what they're I building think, for sure. I think that's they where they keep they're having
2: trying, weird sexual tension.
1: I think that's where they're trying <laughs> oh, God, to make God. us think. Uh, but I don't think that's where they're going. Well, I do think his sexuality now, the is only question, but I don't think it's Mike. I don't think it's Mike the one he likes. Now,
0: I I will say, though, I remember last season they had the same talk. And they – if someone correct me if I'm wrong, I believe – because I'm remembering from about two one two years ago, however long ago. And I remember there was an interview with Will's actor, and they asked him, hey, we're getting vibes that you might be gay, uh, that you might have, like, this tension with Mike. Is that real? And I think his response was – he, inter- he he gave the actor answer, of course. Oh, I wouldn't mind playing a, a, an LGBTQ character, you know. But he said, but to me, it's about he's not willing to let go of his childhood. That Mike and everyone else around him is growing up, and he just desperately wants to hold on to the last bit of childhood he's got left in him.
1: That was kind of my vibe in season three as well, um, because he did miss a big part of it. I mean, he had this insanely traumatic thing happen to him when he was – 12 I want to say I don't I don't know how old they're necessarily supposed to be but um but yeah he had this insanely traumatic thing happen to him and he kind of did lose his child a little bit or it stunted his his you know mental development a little bit he still wants to kind of be a kid because this insanely awful thing happened to him mm-hmm. uh, and so that's kind of what I got in season three as well but now in season four uh, this painting uh, that's a secret painting I mean he brought it for when Mike got there and then he kind of you know kept it when it was kind of awkward, it could be for Mike. And it does seem like all the signs are pointing towards that. I just feel like that would complicate mm-hmm. things. I don't I don't know why the writers would do that, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, What's well, Netflix. I think at this yep. point
2: it'd be a waste of time in these last two yeah. episodes. Yeah. Should've popped up way earlier if it was.
1: Uh, so
0: I, I, I would love to bring this up. I, I didn't like Will. And I got to be honest, I wasn't a real big Nancy, Jonathan fan either. Just their character. I mean, I'm okay with them. I tolerate them. Nancy really and forced. Jonathan hit their all-time low. The season, they were, they were staying at Murray's house, and they wanted to be journalists. While everyone else is out saving the world, they're focused on a story. And I thought, wow, they're the most useless characters in this whole show. And then they arrive after everyone <laughs> saves the world. We got a story! And I thought, who cares? The world is saved. You were late. You were useless. And so... I went into this season. Oh, Nancy's doing more journalism. We'll watch her report after the world is saved again. Uh, but they've really improved <laughs> her for me.
1: Yeah, I, Nancy, I, I thought she was a lot yeah. better this season. Nancy on her own in this season has been like really kind of a, a, a better character um, and a stronger character. I like her, I like it a lot mm-hmm. just the the way she's kind of going. But uh, but yeah, no, I I, uh, I definitely feel like they're gearing away from that with jonathan being in california and we kind of just totally lost track of them like will mike and jonathan and his friend argyle like that just Mm -hmm. kind of totally took the backseat the last two episodes like six and seven okay because
0: because they found out where they needed to go so their story was kind of told there yeah
1: yeah so they're saving that for episode eight and nine um they're probably going to get there and help her and i don't know but Mm -hmm. uh but uh no it's it's I, i i really do like the things that are me, going on kind of very okay.
0: interesting for me the reason i watch stranger things is the act i'm saying the actor the characters that i watch for are steve i'm a big steve guy i think we all are steve's,
1: steve's my character. number one fan yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh, uh steve's no, your number one, number one fan one. Nick? no no sorry sorry my I, i'm i'm his number one fan. See, uh, yeah, i like steve, steve. Is...
0: dustin is a close second maybe i like him just as much as steve um and then honestly, combo. I watch for I watch for Hopper. I think Hopper a very fun character. To watch character. on screen. I
1: I, I um, love his his story. I mean, we I haven't
0: talked him. at all about his plot line here, guys, because that's a lot going on with him. I um, like
1: it.
2: I like him and uh, Jack and Hagar from a Game of Thrones. Is that him? Guy... Yeah, that's who it is. I was sitting oh, like wow. the longest time. I was sitting here like, where do I know this guy from? But it's Jack and Hagar. Yeah, he was and, familiar uh, to me. I didn't play. Yeah, that. from uh, Game of Thrones. And uh, yeah, I like their dynamic they have.
0: Yeah, yeah, I uh go ahead, Nick.
1: No, I just uh I I is that that is uh Enzo, right?
0: Yeah, Enzo. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. I'm uh, I'm worried about him uh because we like him now. Yeah. The audience now likes yeah, Enzo. Yeah, like He's the last Nick Russian Crusher.
2: guy they made us like.
1: Uh yeah, exactly. Alexa, Alexi and the last one he just gets what
2: he gets shot randomly in the car I yeah. Know,
1: yeah and so i am worried about him but no hopper's storyline is really cool again i thought more more things would have happened but i guess it's a good it's a good stopping point for the finale uh, and and also people forget too season 4 is supposed to kind of be a start to the 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 end of this entire show like, season one, two, mm-hmm. and three were their thing, and, and now four is kind of this big, long marathon to the end of season five.
0: Mm-hmm. But, Did I hear uh, you say there's only two episodes left? There's only two episodes in volume two?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they're going to be long,
0: right? That's what you said. Like, two yeah, hours.
1: Two, two plus hours.
0: That's disappointing. I wanted more, but okay. That's um, still four hours, dude. It's I like know. It's like the first three or four episodes. <laughs> but, Pat, we just had, like, seven hours of content, and hey, we're going down to me. four
1: give me one second i'll be right back
0: good um but yeah i don't know that, that kind of disappointed me whenever they they announced it. it was uh i think i did hear that it was going to be just two episodes but yeah yeah i think they need going. the longer
2: episodes to kind of clear some stuff up but um dude i really like vecna as a bad guy
0: i didn't think that i would like vecna when I first saw him, because I kind of like mm-hmm. the sky, uh, the mind flare, the sky spider. Yeah, I thought that the was black a black smoke from idea. Lost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought he was just really cool looking. Then I saw a person and I thought, really? So now we're going for a person like bad guy. And then uh, I don't want to talk about the spoiler without Nick because I think he might want to weigh in on it, you know, on who Vecna is. But I thought that was really cool.
2: I thought that was cool Fair. too.
0: So, Nick, we're talking about, can you hear me? Yeah. So we're talking about how we liked Vecna as a villain. It yeah, was very good. yeah,
1: me too. Um, and
0: I, I absolutely, I didn't see it coming. Maybe I should. Maybe you guys are a little more eagle-eyed than me. Blew my mind that Eleven's caretaker was not only one, number one, but he was also Vecna. Blew my mind. Yeah. I did not see that coming. I was so, not
2: surprised that he was number one. Um, I knew there was something up with him. because yeah. He was hanging around. They didn't explain who he is. He was obviously integral to the story, but,
0: but I didn't you know, think he didn't... was one. I didn't think he was like her, though. In that, I thought he was just maybe a bad guy or had bad intentions or something. I mean, they yeah, specifically the talked
2: about like number one was like, "Oh, he doesn't exist." Blah blah blah. And then, yeah, I, I saw that one coming. But as far as him being Vecna, that was kind of a surprise.
1: The only thing that threw me off of that conversation was like, you know, he was talking about one in the third person, so it's like, okay, it's a different person to him, maybe. Um, but he brought up eight and, you know, like when eight was, he- oh yeah. Okay. We still don't know how she got out of there. At least I can't remember from the worst episode of things ever mm-hmm. had with season. Yeah. Two. I forgot all about that. Um, episode. I don't remember. But anything. however she did get away, I was like, okay. Possibility of one doing the same. Maybe that's kind of the same thing. Like one and eight, like mm-hmm. they escaped however they escaped. Um, but I, so, I mean, the dude looked so evil <laughs> the first second he was on screen. I was like, <laughs> He's a bad guy. <laughs> he's the. He's, I mean, he's he's got the most evil looking face ever. But uh, I, uh, I a... kind of, I kind of caught on to because there's so many. You want to like kind of like try and count them out. That the caretaker was one. That's one twist. And then that one is Vecna. That's one twist. Uh, mm-hmm. I didn't get either of those, but the one I did get was that uh, Victor Creel's son wasn't dead when we first saw him telling the story to Nancy and Robin and he Mm. was at the door and then he was back in the war. And then when he turns around at the door to his house, he sees his daughter and his son dead. I was like, I don't think his son's dead. Cause there was that moment when they walk into the home and the daughter's like, it's beautiful. And he's acting all weird. I was like, I was like, I remember that he's acting weird. So I knew something was up with the son and I was like, I bet he's not dead. And then I tried to do the time in my head. And I thought for a second he might be that caretaker. I was like, the time doesn't work out because that because that dude's got to be almost thirty. Mm-hmm. And I didn't think he it does out work it. out. <laughs> but that's the thing, because a... I, I, I I thought that guy was like younger. And so I was like, well, nine. And while these all these dreams or uh, these recollections of videos are seventy nine, I'm like, that's twenty years from when he was that little kid. He looked like he's almost ten there eight or eight or nine or 10. So I mean,
2: he could be 28 at the point uh, at the the current age or at that age. Yeah. I
1: I debunked it or I debunked it in my own head. I was like, I don't think it's that caretaker. (laughs) Um, But I was like, he could be one maybe. And so even though I didn't necessarily totally get it, I kind of almost did. But yeah, so I gotcha.
2: Hey, going back to the the guy in the asylum real quick. Did either of you catch who that yes, was? Yes, I did. I bringing that up. Yeah. That was it's, uh, so if, for anybody that doesn't know, it's, it's Robert England, right? Yes. yes. Who was Freddy Krueger. And Vecna essentially is Freddy Krueger.
1: Right. Yes. If you think about <laughs> it, because, I
2: mean, he's invading people's minds. And yeah. then, long
0: fingernails. Yeah. And then what? they
2: actually bring it up in the se- uh, in the season. Um, mm-hmm. Where you know in the I guess in Nightmare on Elm Street you know they go mm-hmm. to they Freddy Krueger's it whatever lair. Another whatever. Thing, yeah,
1: I I don't know if it was on purpose, um, but whenever he's kind of still tricking Eleven. Oh yeah, spoilers for. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, not, this whole episode is bring just going to be spoilers, up a topic, guys. Uh, If you hear when us bring this... up a
0: topic, turn off the podcast. Yeah, stop right. listening. We'll just forever. we'll just put
2: it in the title. Spoilers <laughs> yeah. ahead.
1: Whenever he is still like go. in the middle of tricking her and like thinking it's like, oh, it's about escape, which is also the way she escapes. I don't know if you guys caught that, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I caught that.
1: Yeah. So that is how she eventually escapes four years later. Um, they're down in like a boiler room. And I was like, I wonder if they did that on purpose. Like a- another callback to Nightmare on Elm Street. Like it's a boiler room down there where like the- that pipe mm-hmm. is. And then like they the guards are there. And so like, they run around. And I was like, that's a boiler room. I was like, that's cool. That's just like, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street. And so I wonder if that was a little Easter egg for us as well. But, oh, it could
0: have been.
2: Yeah. Uh, That's cool. I'm actually surprised they didn't come out with this season around Halloween again. I feel yeah. like it would have fit better.
0: But, I mean, I'm not complaining. I am, I've enjoyed it. I can't, yeah. remember, I can't remember if I saw it on TikTok or Reddit. I really wish I had it because I would love to go through the list, this fan theory here. If I find it, I'll have to send it to you guys later. Uh, it's of the idea that, that Vecna has been pulling the strings the whole time since season one. Uh, he that would make that sense because
2: the mind flares a spider, uh, you know, and he yes. talks about how he likes spiders and stuff.
0: And even how they have little things, how even in season one, when Will's taken and he first hits the upside down, you hear clock ticking. Oh, That's I true. missed that. And, and he has to sing his favorite song to kind of keep his mind right. The hmm. Should I stay or hmm. should I go? I didn't uh, think about that. And They had a few more and I'm so sorry. I can't remember, but it was a very interesting fan theory. And I, I almost think it sounds plausible with everything they listed. You guys should yeah, yeah. Look it up time.
1: I, I heard but, that there was some other clock tickings found in season two and season three. Uh, I think don't quote me on this. I think when Hopper first finds the tunnel underneath like that pumpkin patch with all the rotting.
0: Could be right. Mm-hmm. And that,
1: that awesome shot, almost like the James Bond down the barrel of the gunshot. He like yeah. he's standing in it and it zooms out and it starts to like turn around. I think there was ticking there. And then I think there was ticking the first time Billy walked into that warehouse and got infected by mm. the Mai player. But, gotcha. um, the only thing that I think flies in the face of that is that they kind of made a reference to Demogorgons being like the pawns and the and the foot soldiers, yeah. and Vecna being and the five star general for the mind. Yeah. But so I think the mind flare is still the big bad. I think Vecna yeah. will be. I think Vecna will be vanquished or like taken care of. Uh, he might have some role in season five, but I, I think the mind flare will finally there. be. Yeah, right. I think. Uh, <laughs> I think the mind flare will finally be like the big bad in season five. Uh, more so I'm, from not from like a far away standpoint, like he wasn't. I feel like that would no. be a
2: backtrack if you ask me. Cause I mean, I yeah. think it's kind of dumb to end Vecna and go back to something they've already beaten before.
1: Well, that's the thing. Just the comment that Dustin made about him being the five-star general, it still means that he's like the mind. Fl- Cause he said the mind flares five-star general. So it's like, he could always the be mind wrong though. Player, he could be, he could be. And so I think, that he could still be the big bad uh, for season five, but it'd just be interesting to see like how this season ends and how he doesn't, mm-hmm. uh, you know, die, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, right. But I don't know. It, it, I mean, we I'm... Some haven't seen that. I wouldn't mind seeing kind of like what happened with one is seeing one of our characters. We have so many main characters It's wild. Is seeing one of our main characters be corrupted and be the big bad. Because if you think about it, season one, mind flare and we have to like beat him season two mind flare and we have to beat him season three mind flare and we have to beat him in all these different variable ways season four if it's still the same thing it's like even even if it's not it's Vecna it's like oh it's a bad guy from upside down we have to beat him they gotta they gotta change it up a little bit season five I- should be like some of our people get corrupted or, or something and then that we have to either beat them and kill them or try and save them <clears throat>
2: Mm-hmm.
1: bad or like to, to turn them from being evil again um I feel like that's something they should do in season five but I don't know uh,
0: <clears throat> I, I had a couple topics I wanted to ask real quick. first one being do do you guys think any of the main characters are gonna die and if so who do you have a yes do you think they do that God, I, I hope
2: it's, it's will, will.
0: <laughs> <laughs> me too <laughs> on a serious note, I got a lot of vibes these past couple episodes. I'm worried for Steve. Yes, I, I'm just I getting some character arc, like getting finished off. I, I don't know where he's uh he might do something selfless, but even I don't know. Are we just going to write off that he's was bleeding pretty bad? Are we just going to? Yeah, that was we're going to forget it. So, yeah, the hey. way
1: season six or episode six ended, I was like, dude, I was I was on pins and needles. I was like, dude, this is awful. I mean, they zoomed out. <laughs> get eaten he's alive, <laughs> repeatedly stabbed and eaten. And then the guy's and I'm like, this is awful. Uh, but it's okay
2: because that little um, scrap of dress um, off of whichever one of the girls tore it off, you know, mm-hmm. that's gonna help him. He's gonna be yeah. fine. All those oh, deep yeah, puncture totally. wounds, mm-hmm. those are not yeah. anything, you know. I mean, yeah, if anything, if really, he should be worried about rabies, you know. I also, so yeah. he should get checked yeah. for that. So he'll, also, be, he'll be fine, though.
0: My last thought on Stranger Things season four: if you were to place yourself in Hawkins during the events of all this stuff going on you are regular citizen number 5 okay living out your normal life in you know your middle class town would jason not be the most rational human being there like um, everything he's saying is sounding like yeah guys this is a this is a satanic cult he, <laughs> this guy he is he is sacrificing people and you're looking around yeah they're all kind of broken up really badly and killed in these sacrifice yeah let's go get him,
2: <laughs> dude i'd be getting the fuck you. out of dodge exactly. you know it's one thing Who's when all these killings are happening but when you're at a town hall and a freaking 18 year old gets up there and the entire town is like yeah demons yeah.
1: so oh, I i'm thought, moving the
2: hell out of that place
1: <laughs> i uh i have to say i absolutely hate that character jason oh, I same think he's dude. the worst character same. in the world uh, every time he's on screen, I like him I'm, more than Will.
0: Him. Will sucks.
1: I see, I don't really hate Will. I just, I'd rather just have the not, Jason show than Will as a
0: main character. He's just, he's,
2: Will's just he, coconut head from Nets Classified.
1: Yeah, exactly. Jason just sucks super bad. And then, like, whenever that happened, I was like, why Why is the town actually mobilizing? I was like, this is absolute absurdity. Um, but no, uh, I do have to say, numbers game. Just Kill so the like, kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, exactly. Get just, just Numbers game. If the three of us were in Hawkins. Um, I think at least one of us would have been the bloody pulp of the 50 people who died in season three making that giant <laughs> yeah. monster. So uh, yeah. there's that. But, uh, but yeah, no, how I, big I, is
2: Hawkins? Do we know?
1: Yeah, that's the thing, too. I thought it was supposed to be a big small enough for town. the plot to be convenient. You know,
2: all yeah. these people are dying off. So, you know, they got to be like getting smaller if you think about it. But
1: it's, Well, the thing is that the mall fire is what killed a bunch of people. That Mm -hmm. assumedly died making that monster. Apparently, Um, because there's there's no track of them leaving their homes like robots and going to the warehouses and stuff. So apparently, that's where all those deaths that in season Mm. three happened was in the mall fire. Um, Can I,
0: can I just say, would the best acting job ever to have not be Mike's dad, just him? (laughs) Four seasons of a paycheck. And all he does is sit around, lounge around, and like kind of look at his wife and mutter a little comment here and there. Yeah. Yeah. Language. Like, dude,
1: <laughs>
2: dude probably plays himself, like, for being honest. It's probably him in real life. But um, <laughs> Just sit over there with you the know.
0: newspaper here.
2: Um, <laughs> guys, we've been going for an hour and 24 now. I have yeah, I one last question for you guys, and then I think we should end it there. But did either of you play the PlayStation 2 growing up?
1: Oh, yeah. That was uh, my first gaming console.
2: Okay, now think back on yeah, same here, Nick. Think back on that time and tell me that the console starting sound is not the clock noise.
0: Oh wow! I need to hear. I need to hear the clock. <laughs> okay, noise. go
2: get off here and everybody go okay. find the <laughs> clock sound from Stranger Things season four, and then go okay. find the console but, starting sound from the PlayStation Two and but tell I'm picturing me the, they're not I'm the
0: pic- same. I'm picturing the sound from C- from PlayStation 2 and it sounds like it could be in stranger things like it sounds like something that would be right it's up. the same
1: thing when I was a kid just real quick when I was a kid and it'd be late at night on a weekend or summer summer night and stuff I would just be in my room and I always played games in the dark uh just really get into like you know when I, my PlayStation my PlayStation 2 that you know first screen when it says Sony Pictures Entertainment and like it's like, and it zooms in and it comes back to your main menu. If your disc isn't loaded, that stuff always, that, that screen always made me feel so like, Whoa, like where am I? Like it was, it was, it was creepy. It was like super Mm. eerie and creepy, but it was also really pleasing, like satisfying, like just the sound and everything. I just, I remember that so vividly from being like 10 years old, but definitely.
0: Um, but I just want to say real quick to everyone that's listening. uh, I really appreciate you taking the time out to listen to us ramble. Uh, We are excited to make more content for everybody. Uh, Like I said, at the very beginning of this, this isn't a movie TV show podcast. It's just, we're talking about anything we like. So we hope that you check us out next time we record and we're going to have some more topics. I think you guys are going to be interested in. Uh, I appreciate all you guys taking the time because I had a good time here.
2: Yeah, it's a good yep. one. Uh we'll see uh see everybody next time.
1: Can't right. wait. <clears throat>